Welcome to Let's Undress the Podcast with Millie May. Let's Undress is a podcast that covers all taboo topics. It's also a platform and place for women to come of all ages and feel confident, vulnerable, and empowered. So get ready to raise your vibration and join us on this fucking amazing journey. Hello, my hot biddies. Welcome back to Let's Undress. Honestly, I think I'm actually half asleep. I've just woken up from a night shift and I just had this like want to record this episode. And I was like, I've got the house to myself. Take advantage. Fucking record it. I, look, I'll either make sense or I won't. But it can be a fun time. We're going to have fun time together. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... How has your week been? How are you all feeling? I am feeling okay. I've got four fucking night shifts and I swear to God, work is just not aligning with me, but I'm just trying to, you know, get through it, get through it, push past the blocks. Anywho, whatever. Today I thought let's fucking talk about dating because dating has been something that's been a very large journey in my life and only now am I getting to the point where I can comfortably date and I don't find it nerve-wracking or like a really difficult thing and I think that's a massive journey for so many women like I'm not the only woman half my friends are the exact same but I thought let's fucking talk about dating because what a whirlwind it is so we'll start with my own journey with dating so I as you will know had a long-term partner came out of that was an absolute fucking disgusting distraught mess retarded person for like probably two years I moved to the Gold Coast and I started dating so I moved in with a young girl and she was like get on dating apps like get out there and if you were to meet me or hear me over a podcast you're like she's a confident bitch like all good I bet you she hasn't got any problems oh my god I am confident a I am funny fucking hilarious like I'm not wanting to toot my own horn or anything but can I talk to men no do I tongue tie all my words together end up talking some gibberish or say something dumb and then think what the fuck bitch what the fuck yes so when it comes to dating I can talk the back legs of a donkey and I can talk to a guy quite easy but if I like them oh my god also can you hear all those birds I'm so sorry I'm going to shut my window. Okay, we've returned. You might still be able to hear the parrots if you can. Fuck, I'm so sorry, but let's just roll with it. So I could talk the back legs off a donkey. I've never had problem talking, but when it comes to actually liking someone, which takes a lot for me to like someone, I'm useless. So let's take it back to when I first started using online dating. So I used some online dating apps. I think back then it was Bumble was the main one. And I think Hinge was just coming in. So I had just started using Hinge, but I was mainly using Bumble. So I'd gone on a few dates. Like I went on a friend, I date with my one of my roommates' mates. We had a coffee, wasn't a vibe at all. Then I got on Hinge. And then this is where the start of my bad dating scenarios all started because I've got some fucking doozies. So <laughs> I can't actually cope even thinking about them. So I'm matched with this guy on Bumble. And I was like, fuck yeah. Actually, no, I wasn't. I was like, "Mm, not sure. And my roommate was like, don't be a bitch. Don't be so egotistical. Like he's cute. Go on the fucking date. And I was like, you know what? Actually, yeah, stop being a fucking bitch and thinking you're so hot when you're not. Go on date with the guy. 
went on a date with this guy. He like planned this date, took me up this big fucking mountain hill, had a beer and then we went out for dinner. It was a whole thing. He was so cute, which was like my first smash in the face of like looks aren't everything. So that really made me stop and be like, oh, fuck, you know. Um, so that was an awesome lesson through it. So we went for this awesome date, then didn't really hear from him. It wasn't overly exciting and I was heartbroken. I was like, oh my God, like I can't do this. Because at this point, I didn't know who I was. I had no identity. I had no backbone. And I wasn't dating for me. I was dating to achieve something, which at the time I didn't realize. Because obviously, when it comes to dating, you're either dating because you want to date and you're dating because you're ready and you're fulfilled and you're at this stage where you're like, I'm going to date because I want to date. Or you date from a place of, I'm insecure. I need external gratification. I want my ex-boyfriend to know that I'm dating. I need to put myself out there. I feel lonely. I can't handle being by myself. I'm not dealing with my old trauma, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that was me at the time. So anyways, I was really fucking heartbroken. This guy wasn't keen on me. And I was like, what the fuck? Anywho, called my dad, had a good cry. He was like, what the fuck's going on? Like, this is ridiculous. Anywho, then I went out that weekend and I went out to a bar and this guy was there with this girl on his lap. and. I found out later it was his girlfriend and I was like, who the fuck put so much effort into taking a girl on a date? Number one, who can, who even has the time? I have not even got the time to fucking make my dinner, let alone have a girlfriend, be on a dating app, be talking to them 24 seven, take them on a date, pay for their date. Sorry, what the actual fuck is that about? which obviously I'm never going to understand, which is totally fine. I don't want to understand because it's really fucking retarded and really not sure about what the geo is there. But I was so confused. That was my first dating scenario on dating apps. I was like, oh my God. So then I was quite scarred, got off it for a little bit. because I was like, oh, my ego is hurt. He doesn't like me, you know, all very pathetic, whatever. Get a fucking backbone, bitch. Then I would go out and I would meet people, but I would ne- I would always meet people when I was drunk and I'd go home with guys and I'd never sleep with them because I never wanted to because it was like I liked that attention in the moment. But we went home. I was never someone who's been overly confident with sex and we'll talk about this later in a podcast. But I was always like, oh, you know, like, fuck, yeah, he's cute. Like, we'll go home, muck around. Then it would come to having sex. And I was like, oh, no, like, absolutely not. So I would like hang out with guys sometimes and I went on a few more dates. Like I went on a date with, um, this is a, actually a hilarious story and you guys are going to froth this. I was really hungover one day, really, really hungover. And me and my girlfriend went to one of her friend's house and I look like absolute trash. And I was sitting on the couch and I was like, oh my God, I think I'm going to die. I'm so fucking hungover. And she was like, oh my God. She was like, no, no, no. She's like, she's like oh, sorry guys, I've got a plumber here. And I was like, what the fuck? Who has a plumber at their house on a Sunday? Anywho, this plumber came out and he was like this tattooed god. I honestly, I literally thought I had an orgasm in my pants just instantaneously. I was like, who the fuck is that? Like, who the fuck is that? Who, who is that? Why is he in your house? What's his name? Where does he live? How do I, how do I contact this man? But I was so awkward, like always, I couldn't talk, could I? So he was like, hi, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like, it's ridiculous. Anywho, left that house and the girl whose house it was, I work with her and she was like, I'm going to message him and give him your number because why not? 
anywho, he messaged me and he was like, oh, I just wanted to know like which one of you, like which one of the girls you are. And I was like, I'm the one that couldn't fucking speak. And he was like, oh, ha ha. Anyways, we went on a date. He was a really, really nice young man, like really nice, but super shy and super didn't know his foundation and was very like scattered. He was just young. And then we had this awesome day. And then on the weekend, I went to his house for drinks and I was like, oh, I'll just take some stuff, but I'll just, I'll go home because I don't really like staying at people's houses. Got there, had a few drinks. And then he was like, oh, you're going to stay over. And I was like, no, no, I can go home. And he's like, no, no, stay, stay. And I was like, okay, like no worries. Got into bed. Firstly, he put the laptop like right between us to watch a movie. And I was like, oh my God, this is so fucking awkward. I was like, kill me now. I honestly wanted to die. Put some like weird Disney movie on. And I don't know about you guys, but because I can read energetic so easy, I could feel him. He was like in this terror, like pure terror. And his heart was racing. He was like so nervous. And I was like, oh my fucking God, this is the worst. I should have gone home. But I was like, I'm here now. I've got to fucking commit. Like there's no fucking going home. You just have to go. You got to go with it. Anywho, I was like, nah, I just got to stay, whatever. Anywho, I was like, I went to do something and move. And he like rolled over in one foul sweep. In saying this, we hadn't kissed nothing. It wasn't like we'd had a peck and then he kissed me. He like rolled over in one foul swoop and aggressively pecked me like three times. And I was like, what the fuck? And because I was in so much shock, I started laughing, which is so bad. That would have totally emasculated him and he would have felt like he had like nothing. And I was like, holy fuck. And I was just so shocked. I was like, oh my God, bro. Like, what the fuck? That was it. Then we both fell asleep. It was so awkward. And I woke up in the morning to him putting on his runners. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to go for a run. I'll be back in 20 minutes. Guys, he went for a run. He went for a run. And in this moment, I called my mom and I was like, mom, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. I've stayed at this guy's house. He's gone for a run. My mom was like, get the fuck out of there. So I literally packed my shit and blitzed out of there so quick. Had no freaking charge on my phone. So my phone died. I couldn't figure out how to get out of this fucking suburb. I was like, I want to die in this moment finally got a phone charger and I messaged him saying oh hey I got called into work early definitely didn't definitely never spoke to him again or saw him ever again and that was the like honestly so random I was like who the fuck just goes for a run who goes for a run at 6 a.m when there's a fucking girl in your bed I was like, I don't know whether to have absolutely no confidence and feel so insecure or just absolutely die of laughing. And what did I do? I died of laughing. I died of laughing. I couldn't cope. I was like, this is honestly the most fucked up thing ever, but actually half hilarious. So that was that one. Then I met a really lovely guy who I dated for a few weeks and he was beautiful and he um, was actually the first person I had had sex with after my long-term partner. And he was a honey. So, so, so nice. But we just didn't vibe. It just wasn't like that long-term connection, which is so fine. But he was just a darling. But he was a darling, you know? Absolute lover. Um, After that, oh, then I went on a date with another guy off Hinge. And he ended up being a fucking weirdo too. 
I look, I have, and then I went on another date with another guy after that who was like so keen and ghosted me. Dating is really, really difficult. And I think one thing I learned was that you have to wait until you're ready to actually date and date well. Because if you aren't ready and you don't have a thick enough skin, you will die. Because at the end of the day, people don't like communication because communication is where we all fall down. Communication is where everyone struggles because it's being vulnerable and allowing yourself to be actually authentic. And that's really hard for people. It's like with this guy that I went on a few dates with and he ghosted me. He had so many opportunities to just be honest. Like I saw him all the time. It was awkward to the point where I would see him walking and I would have to dodge him. And I was like, what the fuck? And I even messaged him saying, hey, let's not be strangers if we see each other. Like, let's just say hello because we have mutual friends. Still a fucking weirdo. And I was like, what the actual fuck is going on here? You know, like, why are you so fucking retarded? But dating is just hard. And like my one piece of advice is if you don't feel comfortable enough in yourself and you're not secure enough in yourself, I wouldn't start with online dating because it is really, really, really hard. So with online dating, everyone always goes, oh, it's so vain. You know, you just sit there and you just swipe on their looks. But a bit of a newsflash for everyone. We do that exact same thing in public situations. And before everyone gets on their high horse, think about it. You go to a bar with your girlfriends. And if one of you say you don't do this, fucking bullshit, queen. You go to the bar with your girlfriends or your mates or your guys. You're sitting around. You are scanning the room for men or women that you are attracted to. It's literally nature. You scan the room and you're like, oh, he's cute. He's cute. He's cute. Mm, He's cute. And in that time, you will approach them or you will look at them or you'll make eye contact. And there'll be things that you will do to instigate conversation with the people you find the most attractive, which I know is different to online dating, but it's the exact same concept. You are swiping on those you are most attracted to. So I think in a way, people give it a really bad rap. I don't think... online dating is bad. I think it can be great. I know loads of couples who have met their forever people from online dating, but it all depends where you are and your mental state when you go into online dating. And it's no better or no worse than meeting someone in person because it's literally the same thing. Meeting someone in person is just as vain as meeting someone over Hinge or Bumble or whatever. The one thing I do think though is that meeting someone in person can allow you to fall in love with their personality a bit more other than falling in love with just their looks. So if you're an energetics person like me per se, I'm such an energy, I feel you, I can read you and I can connect. So for example, met someone a few days ago out for having a few drinks and he was not my type on paper at all, but hilarious, absolutely hilarious, energetically was just beautiful, such a gorgeous person and we just clicked. But if I would have saw him on Hinge, would I have said yes? No, probably not. So I do understand that aspect of energetics and connection. So that's where I come from, where I struggle with the online dating because I can't really connect with you through a screen. I can sense, I'm very good at sensing, like I can sense and intuitively gauge who you are as a person and whether you're awake or you're asleep. But going out does allow that barrier of like connection. And then I think another thing these days is this whole being ghosted. So I don't like this term of being ghosted because I feel like if you're being ghosted, that's affecting you as a person. 
So how I like to think of it is if, if a guy chooses to ghost you, so for example, I was seeing a guy a few months ago, we went on two dates and then he kind of just fizzled out, which is bunny ears ghosted, right? I think I have to turn it around in my mind and go, they're not brave enough or mature enough or masculine enough to honor themselves and give me a message or give me a call to say, hey, look, we're just not vibing. I'd love to stay friends. Um, is that okay? Et cetera, et cetera. Instead, they're super immature and super insecure and they can't offer you that. So in my mind, I always turn it around and I go, awesome. Like you made that decision for me. Like you showed me their true colors. My mom used to always say to me growing up, when someone shows you their true colors, you believe them the first time. So for me, I used to have a massive thing with ghosting and it used to really, really affect me when I was insecure and I was very unsure of who I am and what I wanted and who I wanted to be as a person. Nowadays, if someone ghosted me, like, yeah, it's not good for your ego. It fucking is a bit of a sting. But you'd be like, that's okay. You're not my person. Like, you're not showing me the values I would appreciate in a relationship. So I wish you well. And I'd be like, see you fucking later because there's a new fucking hot bitty coming in. So I think with this whole being ghosted, you have to be careful how much you're making it personalized to you. Because in this day and age, we love to make things very personal to us. It's all, it's all about us and poor me and, you know, I'm not pretty enough and I'm not hot enough and like, no, you aren't that special. And that is really, really hard to hear, but you actually aren't that special. So it's all about turning it around and saying, no, 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 no. He didn't have the balls or he wasn't mature enough or self-assured enough to send me a message and just say, hey, look, we aren't clicking. Um, I'd love to remain friends or at least civil. And you could go, yep, great, awesome, done. So it's all about them. So stop taking things so personally. Take a step back and reflect and think like, oh, is that someone I really want in my life anyway? And also, when it comes to ghosting, you can sense when someone's ghosting you quite early on. And if they are, either A, call them on it, or B, leave it where it is. Don't try to get blood out of a stone because you can already sense it. Have enough self-assurity to be like, oh, I can sense this. Like he's backing away. Let him do his thing. Leave him to it because I'm more worthy than that. Massive, massive thing is, is young women dating the same type of men. So I want to talk about this because this is something in the last year that I've really come to terms with. So I, after my ex-partner, kept being attracted to the same kind of people. I always knew I loved dark features, so dark hair. I love funny things like a mustache or a mullet and my girlfriends always give me shit about it. But for me, that represents that sense of difference, that point of difference. Someone who is confident enough in themselves to do something different because I'm someone who I have tattoos, I have an undercut, I had my septum pierced at a stage and I don't not do things based on what other people would think. I'm very, very confident in my decisions and I do do things from a soul level. So if I have a tattoo that I want, I get it because in my soul, I want that. It doesn't matter what people say that I'm going to look like on my wedding day or what if this boy doesn't like me? I really couldn't give a flying fuck. If I like it and I'm living my authentic life, I don't care. So that's what makes me attracted to that. Look, there's a very big difference between a mullet and a mustache and a fucking Gold Coast blonde tip stage that's going on at the moment. I'm really not sure what this Slim Shady sh- fucking shit is, but it needs to be reined in because I'm bloody off it. Um, but I'm really attracted to that. 
but the last few months, probably since January, I've noticed the last few guys that I've gone for have all been the exact same. Dark featured, shy, and emotionally unavailable. And I... I obviously always knew there was shy because there's something about a shy guy, I think, because I'm so loud and I'm so confident. I like that little bit of intriguingness. But I was having a kinesiologist appointment a few weeks ago and I was like, what the fuck? I keep going for these same kind of guys. And she was like, yeah, because you know that they're going to hurt you. So it's your security and your comfort zone. And I was like, oh my God. And that really clicked for me. So I was like, fucking oath it is. I'm so comfortable with who I am the thought of being in a relationship is half more scary than being single so I go for the same guys the same attractive funky looking guys that are shy and emotionally unavailable because I know that they can't hurt me because they'll never let me close enough to hurt them and boom was my brain blown and I was like oh my fucking god And in that moment, I thought like, right, I've got to change this. So I came into a stage where I was really ready to date again. I was ready to date authentically. And when I started to change that part of me and be really aware of who I was calling in, I realized that my emotions towards dating changed. Like I've said in other podcasts, I really started to feel like energetically something was coming in or there was a massive shift in my emotional being around dating and how I felt and I was like holy fuck like shit is happening there is a fucking big change coming and I was like oh my god queen and still to this day recently over the last few weeks I've noticed this change coming in so I'm a lot more magnetic and attracting different kinds of people and it is massively crazy but being aware and sitting down and journaling your last few guys you've dated or you've been interested in and thinking okay is there a pattern here Am I dating the same kind of guys? Am I attracting the same kind of shit? Because if I am, I need to reassess that. And is it because I'm giving off a certain vibration? Am I giving off an insecure vibration? So I'm gaining insecure men or overconfident insecure men? You've really got to assess and regather your thoughts and kind of go through your journal and think, right, what do all these have in common? What's going on here? That was a massive, massive thing for me. And don't get me wrong, I still like dark featured shy guys for sure. But now I'm just very aware that if I'm calling them in, am I calling them in for the right reasons? Have I met this person because, oh, I'm ready to date and, you know, they're ready to date and they're on that same vibration frequency or are they just hot as fuck and I can just fuck with their emotions and they're never going to hurt me. So really, really having an awareness. I think... This one thing is something that I'm so passionate about, which is cool girling. And I I had a girlfriend recently. um, I read a book called, oh, I have to think of it now. I'll put it in the show notes, but it was like, think like a a man, act like a lady or think like a lady, act like a man or something like that. And I read it and I was like, oh my God. And it's nothing that we don't already know. Okay. It's nothing that we don't already know, but reading it, I was like, fuck. So in this day and age, men, and it doesn't matter matter who it is, whether you're in a um, lesbian, lesbian, gay, gay, it literally doesn't matter. But there is always a masculine and a feminine, okay? It's polarity. It's attraction. 
it's the way that it is. Unless you're attracted to femme, whatever it is for you. But obviously in a straight relationship, it's that masculine, that feminine connection. So for me, because I've sat in my masculine for so many years, when I started to transition to get really getting into my feminine, I was starting to attract these masculine men. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is all too, like, they're making plans. They're very like, what's going on? I'm used to all these fuck boys that don't really do anything. I was super confused. And I realized like, oh my God. Okay. Like I'm really setting into this feminine. I'm really, okay, comfortable with myself emotionally. And I listened to this thing about cool girling. And I was like, we all know what that is. We all want to be the cool girl. That is life. There is no shame in that. We all want to be the cool girl. We all want to be the girl that everyone thinks like, oh, she's really awesome and she's so laid back and she's so chill, you know, like I can go out with the boys and like there's no problem and blah, 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 blah. which at the start of dating, we're all a cool girl to some aspect, okay? We're all a cool girl and that's fine. But reminding yourself to not be a cool girl, but to also have your expectations and your boundaries and have a clear expectation of what you want out of a partner in a relationship. And if they're meeting those expectations, because if you cool girl your way through the whole start of dating, that's your relationship gone. There's no foundation. It's not authentic. He's going to behave no different two years down the track when you're fucking sick of his shit. You're not going to think, you're not going to be in that honeymoon stage where you just like love him so much and are so happy to do anything. So you have to know what you're willing to put up with. And if you're not willing to put up with his shit, in say two years, then why are you doing it now? So a massive thing with cool girling is like, for example, a guy might message you the morning off to hang out that afternoon, or he might message you midday to hang out at four o'clock on a Friday. Now, a masculine man that is seeing you as a feminine woman, seeing you in your flow, is most likely going to be making plans ahead. He's going to be messaging you days before. If he is messaging you at 12 o'clock for a four or five o'clock date, it's not just drinks and going out. Okay. So it's all about reading the signals. So if a man is messaging you on a Wednesday to hang out on a Friday, amazing. If he is planning the date, if he's taking initiative, if he's making you feel comfortable, fucking amazing. If a man is messaging you at two o'clock to hang out that night to go for a few bevs and chill, absolutely fucking not. And do not cool girl yourself by going. Reply back and say, hi, like, I'm so sorry I'm busy tonight. Um, But if you gave me a little bit of notice in the future, I'd be more than happy to catch up for a drink. Set your expectations and set them in a way that is calm and is cool and is chill. So for example, I was supposed to go on a date on the weekend. And the guy had been messaging me through the weekend, really, really nice, lovely young man, messaging me through the weekend. Um, And then it came to the Sunday and we'd planned to go for a coffee, but he didn't feel very well, which is totally fine. Totally, totally fine. My gut wasn't off. I didn't feel bad about it or bad about him as a person. I just thought, whatever. Then he was like, I'm going to go for a nap and see if I feel any better. And I'll message you when I wake up. It got to about three o'clock and we're supposed to be going having drinks at the beach at this point. And he hadn't messaged me. And I was like, you know what? That's totally fine. But this is too late to be organizing a date now. I haven't got ready and I want more effort than that in a relationship that I'm going into. So why would I put up with that 
in the very, very early stages of dating because that's not going to change throughout our relationship. So when he messaged me back saying, hey, I'm so sorry, like blah, 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 I just said, no worries. Hope you feel better. Um, and I left it at that. And I thought he can reach out to me because men are created to chase. They're created to get their food. They're created to make you feel feminine. That is literally how they are created. So don't make it easy for them. Don't cool girl for them. Fuck that shit. Absolutely not. Set your expectations and your boundaries and express yourself in a feminine, flowy way. I could have messaged back and gone, don't fucking worry. Um, it's three o'clock now, blah, 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 some passive aggressive shit. But I thought, who the hell is going to achieve out of that? Like, I'm not going to achieve because just because he's made one crappy decision doesn't mean that he's a bad person and he's not worthy of going on a date. So maybe if I behaved in a way that showed him like, oh, fuck, okay, she doesn't actually need me at all. Then maybe next time he'll be like, okay, I'll think about it a little bit more and I'll make a plan to have a date earlier on in the day. And I won't fucking, I don't know, message too late. So being aware, being really aware of not cool girling and not just fucking agreeing with everything these little fuckers want. And I'm honestly telling you, there is nothing attractive about cool girling. You ask any man, any single man, a man wants someone who is, yes, super feminine and sultry and sexy and in her flow and confident and takes a step back and lets the man lead but he doesn't want someone who has no fire at all at all also with dating just remove the bullshit in the games if you're dating for a relationship and they say to you what do you what do you want you say I'm dating to have a relationship I'm not sure who that's with whether that is you or the next person but that's what I'm doing there is no shame in that I don't know why we go, oh, you know, I don't want anything serious. I'm just like hanging around. Like, no, because we all know every single girl, as soon as you have sex with a guy, you release your loving hormones, you fall in love, and then your hook, line, and sinker. And then in six months' time, you're going to be wondering why they haven't asked you out and you're having sex regularly. Most likely, you're doing their fucking washing because I know what you're all like. And they're getting the best of both worlds because they're not having to fully commit to you, but they're getting girlfriend material. So I think really figuring out like what you want when you're dating, having a clear vision of what you want when you're dating and implementing that and not being afraid to voice that. Don't be afraid. You're allowed to voice that. It's totally, totally fine. Another massive thing is if it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And I want you to keep this in mind. And I'm not saying as soon as you meet someone, if you don't like them, it's a fuck no. I'm just saying it only really takes a date or maybe two to figure out whether you're connected to someone. There might be them random people that go on a few dates and their attraction grows and they grow to love each other, whatever. I do believe it only takes me a date to know if I'm connected with someone, energetically, physically, sexually. And if it isn't a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And that's kind of how I live my life at the moment. If I'm not thinking it's a fuck yes, then it's a fuck no and I'm just not wasting my time. So do yourself a favor. Stop pussyfooting around. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. Don't be scared to make the first move also. Fair enough. If you really want that masculine man and you've given him some signs and you have like dropped a few hints and he's not picking up, probably means that he's not interested. But if you want to reach out and you want to extend those lines of communication to see if he's keen to go on a date, what's the worst that can happen? 
what is the worst that can happen? Obviously, stay in that feminine state of calmness and softness. But if he says no, then what is the worst that can happen? You can say to yourself, good on me. I stepped out of my comfort zone. I put myself out there and we just want to match. And that's totally fine. So don't be scared to make the first move. Also, don't put him above you ever. If you're going on a date with someone and people are going, oh my God, he's so attractive. He's so hot. La, 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 la. Great. That's awesome that he's a hot biddy, but you're a fucking hot biddy too. And don't let your insecure mind, that part of you get triggered. So then you then fall back into that same state of, oh, you know, fuck, like, am I good enough? Do I look good enough? Go into it with confidence, knowing that you're equal. You're equal partners, reminding yourself that he chose to go on this date with you. So he fucking finds you attractive. He's not stupid, obviously. And own it. Fucking own it. Put your queen fucking crown on and own it. And be confident in who you are and the fact that he said yes to going on a date with you. Fucking own it. Something that's come up recently, and I want to cover this because I think it's so fucking important, is if you're waiting for your perfect six foot, tall, dark, handsome, big dicked, nice, but not a fuck boy, generous, but still a little bit, you know, cheeky, romantic, chiseled drawline, dream man to pop up on your fucking hinge or, you know, drop out of the sky at your front door, it's never going to happen. And let me tell you why. Because if you are that picky about someone that you want to meet, you are never going to meet him. And I had this experience a few weeks ago. I was out with a few girlfriends and there were these two girls that I had recently met and they were talking about it. And I just thought, oh my God, what makes you so great? What makes you so fucking phenomenal that these men have to get up to these standards of all these fucking things you need, like good job and has to be attractive, not too much hair, but not enough hair, chiseled drawline, green eyes, can't be boring, has to be funny. And I was sitting there looking at these girls thinking, are you fucking kidding me? Because both of you are about as boring as batshit. And I just can't believe this is even happening. And it was a real shock for me. I was like, oh my God. So yes, like I say, you manifest, you write down your list that you want in people. And yeah, I'm not saying you can't be a bit egotistical and you can't write down a few physical features. Of course, like my list would not have Zac Efron, blonde, chiseled body. That's not my vibe. My list would be more like dark featured, fucking mullet, bit of a dad bod, hilarious. But your list should be about how you feel when you're around them who you are when you're around them, what your life's going to be like together. So when I wrote out my manifestations for what I was really calling in with a man, mine is a story. Mine is a story from how we meet to our whole life together. And 90% of it is how I feel because I know that how I feel is the most important thing. And I'm not saying that I don't want attraction. Like fucking oath, I want attractive attraction. Like I want to be sexually attracted to someone physically, mentally, but I had that with someone and he was a fucking asshole and I hated every second of the relationship, even though he was the hottest thing ever. And I still look at him now and I think, fuck, he's so attractive, but 
Did I feel good? Did I love that relationship? Was I honored in that relationship? Absolutely fucking not. So I just don't understand how these, if you have these expectations of what a man is supposed to look like and come to the table with, you have to really reassess where that is coming from. Why aren't you just happy to see if you energetically connect with someone? And these are why these women who go, these are these women that go, there's no one out there. There's, you know, there's no good men out there. There's no one hot. There's no one this. And I feel like saying to them, I wouldn't want to fucking date you either because you've done no inner work because you're living in a state of ego, obviously. If you care this much about what he looks like and what he does and his job and it's just honestly ridiculous, like ridiculous. So I think really reassessing whether you're coming from a place of ego or coming from a place where you're really ready to date and you're really calling something in for the right reasons and bringing yourself back down to earth. You are no better than anyone. You are no more exciting, no more attractive, no more cool. And if you're bringing in this fucking unrealistic expectation of what you want someone to be, you are going to be heartbroken because your shit don't stink. You aren't that exciting. So assess what you're calling in and where is it coming from? Really, really assess that. And if you're going into dating, looking for an exact type of person, exact behavior, exact looks, it's going to be terrible. So don't fucking do it. Figure out why you need someone that particular. Figure out where your control issues are coming from. Figure out where this need to have this external look of someone be so perfect. because. If I met someone today and they were goddamn nothing like my list, but I absolutely energetically connected with them, would I go for it? Fucking oath, I would go for it. Because at the end of the day, you have to live in that relationship for the rest of your life and looks fucking fade. And I am not the most exciting person in the world. I am not the most attractive person in the world. But I'm still fantastic and I'm still worthy. But... Looks are not everything. And really reassessing, if you are that picky, you need to deal with your within. You need, to, you need to release and you're not in your flow because you're in that masculine state of a list and needing and not having this all this need, need, need. I need, 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 need this. Not I'm just flowing in my state of feminine. I'm attracting that masculine thing. So that was something that came up for me recently. And I just thought, ask yourself, How the fuck do you want to feel with the person you end up with? Shed that fucking ego. How do you want to feel when you're with that person? How do you want to feel at 5 a.m. when you have two vomiting kids and you're exhausted and you're tired? Do you want your egotistical husband that, yeah, has a good body and fucking a nice head to not give a fuck? Or would you rather someone that you really truly connect with that rolls over and helps you and loves you? And it's one of those things that I just think you need to really reassess. It's so hard to get discouraged when dating. And honestly, I used to all the time ask any of my friends, I would get so discouraged. But try stay in your flow of feminine and not let emotions get too attached too early. Don't rely on the need of that gratification in someone to say, yeah, I like you. It's okay because half the time, when I would behave, I'd behave out of a place where I didn't even like them. But it was a new thing and it was a relationship and I kind of just forced myself through it. 
So really not letting your emotions get too attached too early and stay in that fun and enjoyable feminine state. Another thing, when who you are starts to be affected by dating and it's becoming your life, you need to stop. You need to reassess, you need to reflect and you need to have enough self-awareness to pull yourself up and gather yourself because no one's going to do that for you. And it is the easiest thing when a woman or a feminine woman is starting to get burnt out through dating and stepping into that masculine, you're calling in the wrong thing. So it's really, really important to reassess and reflect all the time when you're dating. And you know what? It's just fucking hard. And that is okay. That is okay. Be comfortable with that. Be comfortable with that. And be comfortable with who you are while dating. I thought I would finish this because I've been babbling on for ages with a little Q&A. So I popped on my Instagram some questions. My Instagram is Let's Undress. So go give it a little cheeky follow if you could. And also, gals, if you wouldn't mind, could you pretty please um, rate and review this podcast? I would really, really appreciate it. It helps me so much. But I've had a few questions and they're all around the same things. And I know so many of you young women that listen to my podcast um, are struggling with this because we re- you've reached out to me and we've talked and we've voice noted and we've talked about all these topics. But tips on getting back out there after having such a horrible breakup. And this isn't going to be the tips that you want. And I'm so sorry for that. But it's a slow process. If you're doing it right, it's a slow process and you have to really honor yourself. So my tips would be reassessing and reflecting on that relationship and giving yourself enough time to rejuvenate and recover and gather your thoughts back. Don't rush yourself. And I'm telling you, you'll come to a time where you'll be like, oh, maybe I am ready to date. And if you are, that is amazing. But make sure you're dating from a place of authenticity on what you want. Okay. A place of I really want to date for me because I feel like I'm ready. Not a place of I want to date because I want external gratification. So make sure you're dating for the right reasons. Give yourself just time to figure out what you want. Because until you've reflected on a previous relationship or date, you don't know what you want in the future. So don't put pressure on yourself. Allow yourself to have fun with no strings attached and enjoy the dating process practice sitting in your feminine, really honor that feminine of you, really, really do that and see what comes up and see what you mag- like, see if you become magnetic and what you magnetize into your life. Um, I think dating after a big breakup is really hard because you need to find your identity again. You need to find your identity personally in the dating world, in your whole life. So give yourself a hot minute. I promise you, when you know, you will just know. You will just know that you're ready. But making sure you're always coming from a place of you wanting to date for you, not through your ego. I thought I'd finish today with um, some funny things that some of the girls had asked. So a lot of the questions were dating red flags and oh my fucking God, I love this. So my number one, obsessed and too good to be true too fast is a red flag. And now I've had this in the last year where I dated someone who was obsessed with me, all over me like a rash. And 
I've never had that before. And I was like, oh my God, this is fucking weird. This is too good to be true. And then he ghosted me a month later. And I was like baffled and mind blown. And like, I am so confused. Like he was the one that was obsessed with me. So that was a massive teaching thing for me. If they're too obsessed or it seems too good to be true too fast, keep it in the back of your mind. That could be a massive red flag. Another one, they're super touchy and don't respect your physical boundaries. And when I talk about this, I talk about this in a very early dating, like the first few dates, if they're always trying to touch you or hold your hand or kiss you too early. To me, that screams they're coming from a place of ego and a place of insecurity, not a place of flow and masculine energy. So to me, that would be a massive red flag for me in thinking, why do they need to move so fast? Why can't they just go at my own pace? And why can't they pick up on my feminine energy if they're masculine and they're really sitting in that part of them? So that's another massive red flag for me. Three, that they can't read body language. This shows that someone is asleep, number one, unconscious, number two, and not self-aware. And I just don't think dating those kind of people is good for authentic, awake women. It's not going to help you. You're going to kind of be mothering them through the entire relationship. And that's not what you fucking want. Four, they open up way, way too quickly. And this is a massive thing. If someone opens up to you way, way, way too quickly, they are not ready to be dating. They're coming from a place of insecurity and brokenness and trauma. And they're wanting someone to fix that or wanting someone to fill that hole in them which you're never going to do. So fucking run for the hills. And five, my absolutely biggest, biggest red flag, and I've spoken about this before, so all you honeys know, is not keeping their fucking word or not doing what they say they're going to do. If someone organizes something and they don't go through with it, or if someone has empty promises, promise me you will run for the fucking hill. Run for the hills because you will never ever ever change them ever and if they can't keep your promises now imagine when you're 40 and you really need them and you're relying on them absolutely fucking not and you can hear that passion in my voice like that is my big big red flag and my number one expectation in a relationship and I really really honor myself when I talk about it because I'm like I would never accept that ever again Anywho, I have loved recording this and I hope you've all fucking loved it. She's a long one. Let me know any other questions you have or anything else you want me to cover and I'll talk to you on Friday. Have the best Monday, guys. Bye.